Hello and welcome to a very special Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I am Lucy Cecil. And I am Olivia Taylor and it has been a minute. What's that? Does it? Does everything sound a little bit different, listener? Can you imagine why that might be? <laughs> this is actually really weird being like, oh okay, spoiler alert. We're in the same room. We're in the same room and we, we've been in the same room since the pandemic, but we haven't been in the same room recording the podcast since the before time. So we're talking like February, early March last year. So a long, long, long time ago did we sit at this very table, which has now become my working from home office in the middle of my living room slash kitchen. And times they have a change. <laughs> the times they be changing. Yeah, I. it feels really weird to like have a like full-on eye contact i know it's like it's very close and also we're not used to like being close to anyone so it's like oh my yeah, god yeah it's a bit much but actually it's really nice um yeah we are back at queer longing towers um it's very exciting i mean we could have done this a bit ago but we just kept not doing it and just we weren't quite ready but now we are definitely uh ready and here we are yeah, it was like we—it's like we've gone through like a podcast, a podcasting dry spell. Like we were out of practice. Like you didn't know the codes to the building. Um, I forgot how to use Audacity. Just our whole minds had gone out. Yeah. But hopefully this is recording. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope so. And I just thought then, just then, when I I said you were saying things then, and I was not saying what my reaction would be because normally you can't really do that on Zoom because it will cut out what you're saying and it'll be bad audio. Yeah. But just then I was like, oh my god, I can I can agree with you. Yeah. The sweet. So nice. The sweet release of talking over one another (laughs) is for someone like me a gift (laughs) for the gifts of the gabs that are us it is very necessary to be able to just go "Uh mm uh-huh because we absolutely agree with each other so um yeah it is very nice to be back um what have you been up to or what are you living and longing for let's go for it okay so what i'm living long for other than the fact that we are reunited in this very building my flat i am living for the fact that i was speaking of proximity a mere two meters away from absolute drag queen icon juno birch at the weekend we've spoken about juno birch before on the podcast obviously um the intersection of all of our favorite things um queer culture campness drag queens and the sims all fit together in this very delicious venn diagram to create that sweet spot that we all know is juno birch and i have to say and we can talk about this in more detail and i'm i'll be happy to but um what i will say is i was absolutely astounded not surprised but astounded by her and i use this in um in in inverted commas yeah um her natural beauty (laughs) <laughs> because she she is blue after all yeah obviously. Um, and, and she's exactly and she's known to be pink she's known to be a few other colors but she was in her true form her blue form at the weekend when we went to see um some queer cabaret um at cruise lol which yeah. you, uh, you may have heard of it's just a little artisanal artisanal <laughs> bar in manchester's gay just village a little place just a little place people like to hang out sometimes cruise lol yeah check it out check it out so we had a great time at cruise lol and um i was sure to be front and center at the foot of the stage for this iconic moment um of meeting the, the stunning queen we couldn't have been any closer we really couldn't have um, been it surprised me that how close we got like yeah and and how how she just was she was right there and she like I say absolutely stunning flawless flawless not one pore on her beautiful alien no, face no I was just staring at her complexion absolutely gorgeous <laughs> and um I, I almost felt I almost felt a bit embarrassed because I was um taking like a video of it for posterity obviously (laughs) and I felt like embarrassed because like this is like almost 
obviously she's performing in that way, but I was like, it's almost intrusive because I'm like so close to her, but I, I I just had to, but I did it for like a a small amount of time and then, and then stopped. But, um, yeah, she was absolute perfection. If you have not heard of this or you don't know what we're talking about, um, there is a night on, it, it was a thing that existed before the pandemic and it's come back again called Curiosity, which is a weekly drag, um, cabaret event which takes place on Saturdays at Cruise Lull and it's emceed by um, Donna Trump which I think um, she is quite notable drag queen on the scene and I have to say that the main thing that I was living for other than Juno Birch and we've talked about this ourselves is maybe I'm getting sentimental in my old age you tell me but I think that what was really apparent to me was this overriding sense of community that I felt being in that space and everything that um, Donna was saying, you know, talking a lot about what's gone on in the past year and um, talking about, you know, what we can do as a community and um, just a real, a real sense of us all kind of like coming together and that sort of collectivism that I don't think I felt in such a... Um, in such a big way obviously since way before the pandemic but I also wonder like is that a bit more is that a result of the pandemic in a way that like we are a bit more community focused and we are a bit more vocal and slightly more earnest about these like real life issues rather than just going for like the cheapest laugh which obviously there's there's a place for that and it was still a comedy night it was really entertaining but I think it just struck that balance of being um so sort of like self-knowing about all of the all of the issues that have gone on and continue to um go on within our community and sort of in a larger sense throughout the past 18 months yeah no absolutely i um was uh, i i agree with you. i think there is there is a more of a sort of earnestness now to which is you know it's 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 important it's like there's an urgency to knowing that this these spaces are so important and i actually so when we booked these tickets and stuff i i just thought yeah queer cabaret and in my head i thought we're gonna go in there's gonna be like tables blah blah blah. i didn't know of it as an event um and then we just went in and it was essentially just like a club night with drag acts every now and then which is like pretty normal i was like oh yeah of course it is and i was just in that space everyone together everyone having like such a good time i was incredibly overwhelmed like it was <laughs> yeah you were you were on the highest note shall we say <laughs> the highest note because the thing is and I think like I think like with 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 you with like bits is that you'll you'll think about something that you're like looking forward to and imagine it in these ways and then like when it happens it's almost like too much that it's actually happening yes and that was like a thing that I think we were all feeling, but you were especially feeling. And <laughs> um, there's no shame in that. But we all had a great time. But um, it was very like Jesus Christ. It was an assault for the senses. Yeah, and, and I think because I I do do that thing that you have just described, um, and then I get very excited and and overwhelmed anyway. But it was on top of that, it was more than I had anticipated. So it was even more like queer space music, all the people, everyone dancing and yeah. like doing all the bits. And I wasn't expecting that. I just wasn't. So it was like I was yes I was very extra um and yeah I loved it so much yeah you but the thing is you wouldn't know from how you were that you were like not expecting it because you just seemed to kind of like launch yourself into it oh I yeah I went like full 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 ham yeah (laughs) I Charlie's uh, Angels full throttle exactly (laughs) I felt so 
good about like everything in that in those moments it was such a nice time I, I really really enjoyed it and and it really really like did hammer home for me how important those spaces are and yeah. how I was pleased we were there supporting those spaces um and then we could all be there together and it just was like such a good time um and yeah I would implore anyone go cruise lol absolutely yeah. stunning and I think you know it was it was it epitomized all of the things that we've talked about for the past 18 months of you know when will we ever, like seriously not knowing if we'd ever do that again yes. of like will we ever listen to Lady Gaga's new album in a club will we ever you know get like six cans of red stripe and put them in our tote bags will we ever do any of these things again and we did do them all again all at the same time and also olivia rodrigo's come out since then yeah well exactly so, um, so there was really a lot to take there a, on there was a lot to take on a lot to take in but we did our best and yeah. i think we uh had a very good time yeah so. you also got removed from the stage by the dj as well <laughs> can't can't say i remember that but okay i just i me and Olivia, Olivia and I have not seen each other since the weekend and we were going to actually debrief after the pod. And now I feel like I've been debriefed right in the middle of the pod and I've, it's, it's, it's sent me. Uh, okay. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. So. No, you weren't, you weren't, no, you, you weren't physically removed. You were just over the mic, just asked to step down from the stage, <laughs> um, which you did ignore for a while, but I think I that, probably didn't hear I think, mm, yeah, I don't think you did hear it. Yeah. I, I, I honestly was so like on one yeah I couldn't really yeah. even take things yeah in. I think that I don't I don't think you couldn't hear it because it wasn't no, loud was like ignore, ignoring it or you were it, ignoring yeah. it it was just because you were just operating on a different frequency for a bit of the time but it was stunning and um you know we <laughs> were all crap. there for it right so um <laughs> now that I'm suitably embarrassed uh that was also my living for, but now I'm not sure oh. if I should be living for it anymore. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I don't, don't regret anything. No regrets, no refunds. Um, yeah, what are you longing for? I am longing for, so a bit of a random one, but you know how I've talked on the podcast before that um, Father of the Bride is my favourite, like, comfort film? Yeah. And um, I just I just love that. Love um, Steve Martin and, and Martin Short just being, like, stupid characters. Anyway, they have got a new series that's coming out on Disney Plus and Hulu at the end of this month. I don't know if you've heard about it. And it's going to be called Only Murders in the Building. (laughs) And um, it's about like them solving some murders and some crimes. And the lead person in it, um, alongside Steve Martin, is Selena Gomez. Do you live? What? Do you live? Oh my God, do you live? Do you long? Do you love? Yeah. Absolutely. So That I, sounds great. I think that's going to be great and I cannot wait for that to come to Disney+. Plus. So um, watch out for that at the end of this month. So by the time this goes out, it'll probably only be like a week or so till you can watch it. Um, so I'm really just longing for that because um, I want to watch that second. I know that you've already well you're either watching or have watched white lotus which is my next thing that i want to watch yeah so i'll be doing that next and then i'll be finished hopefully just in time for only murders in the building what a great name that is my that is my plan um, of action so i'm really longing for that and i think it'll be a nice um post pride sort of box set to get into when i am suitably ensconced on the lgbt because um, where you belong yeah it will be where i belong for a few days definitely someone rudely put in a 930 meeting on a Tuesday no after a bank holiday after a bank holiday after August bank holiday do they know nothing 
I don't know. Um, I was like, well, that's a crime. Yeah. Actually, that is my I don't agree with it because I didn't have one and now I do. Very good. Okay, well, get everything being ticked off so quickly. Tick, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting Vietnamese food and, you know, we've, we've got things to do. So. <laughs> we've got um, the debrief. So what are you living and longing for this week, Lucy? Yeah, so my living is the same as you. Yeah, the, the, the bits. The, the bits, the bits, mm. the absolute bits. Um, my longing for is that this comes out Wednesday and the weekend of is Pride. So... You know, it's here, Manchester Pride. And we are having mates up. We're going to do some exciting things. We're going to Poptastic again. We love to go to an adjacent event, don't we? Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm just longing for it. I think it will be a really good time. Um, But uh, on the subject of Pride, I know we spoke about in the last episode about the disappointment around Manchester Pride as an organisation and and things that have been happening there. I just wanted to shout out that um, Partizan, who I know I've talked about before, many times on the podcast they are now uh, reopened in their new space which is in um the regent's trading estate behind islington mill in salford um really great new space really exciting things happening for partisan um and they are doing an event on saturday the 28th of august from 12 till 10 which is titled pride is a protest it's mm-hmm. a sober event um it's uh gonna they're gonna talk about protests there's workshops there's film screenings they're gonna have a dance party food open decks exhibitions etc so if you want to do something a little bit different from um you know your regular pride or being in the village and you want to uh, be with like-minded people um then absolutely get yourself to partisan you will not regret it there's loads and loads of great people there um similarly i was just going to shout out that i saw that Liverpool are going to be holding a Re- Reclaim Pride event um, uh, in September, on September the 18th at 1pm in Liverpool City Centre's Derby Square um, to demand better LGBT plus rights, trans healthcare, self-determination, conversion therapy ban, social, racial and climate justice and an end to the commercialisation of Pride. Um, now, in Liverpool, at Merseyside in particular, there have been a absolute like horrendous, sharp, shocking increase in homophobic and transphobic attacks over the past few years. Um, and since 2014, violent, homophobic and transphobic attacks has gone up 900%. Um, so yeah, it's a really big, urgent issue, uh, particularly in Merseyside. So if you can get to Liverpool on the 18th of September, absolutely do. Um, I'm going to try and go. I think that is a really great um, event and uh, there is a need to speak up. Uh, at this time so yeah those are just some adjacent pride events that are happening so living loving longing for those stunning yeah and we'll also be posting about those over the next week in the run-up to pride also as part of that event um on the 28th of august at partisan there's also going to be a trans clothes swap so um we've put it on our um, instagram but if you missed it it's a gender affirming event for trans and non-binary people to trade clothes and get pieces repaired and there'll be seamstresses there to make alterations or repair items as well and that's going on a little bit earlier i think that starts at four o'clock um, and they've got loads of stuff going on. There's stuff going on at Freight Island. Obviously, it's poptastic. But if you know of anything else going on and you want to shout it out, then do um, message us and um, we will we will shout it out. But also, um, on the subject of queer organisations, I wanted to give a shout out to Liverpool Queer Collective. Um, so Liverpool Queer Collective, um, speaking of Liverpool, obviously, um, are an organisation that celebrate queer culture in Merseyside and they curate queer and trans friendly events and create um, queer content online and they have um, 
this presence on um, on Instagram. And they were one of the first organisations to um, shout us out, to write about yeah. us, to contact us, to include us. And they announced a couple of days ago that they'll be closing um, Liverpool Queer Collective. So it's a very sort of bittersweet um, time for them. I think, you know, they'll still undoubtedly be doing stuff to support the community and possibly joining other organisations as well. But if you head over to their Instagram page, they have also got a little bit of money left in their account. So if you know of a Merseyside-based LGBTQ plus organisations that's doing anything amazing, or um, if you know of a queer person who needs some support, then you can go through them and um, they'll see if they can possibly fund that or part fund fund them in some way. And just, you know, give a shout out to them if you've been affected by them, if you've gone to any of their events, just, you know, let them know what they have meant to you because it's always sad when um, people who put a lot of time into these things have to have to close but I'm sure they'll go on to do um, other amazing things as well so just a massive massive shout out to Mel Shah and Andrew who head up Liverpool Queer Collective yeah absolutely uh, thank you for all your work over the years um, and I'm sure that you know there's there's more to come from them individually etc but yeah no shout out to them definitely Speaking of shout outs, we have a very special message that we would like to deliver now. So um, we absolutely love it when you get in touch with us. Um, as we always mention, you can get in touch with us about anything and everything um, at queerlonging at gmail.com or on our Instagram, which is at queerlonging, the same on Twitter. And you can also leave us um, voice notes if you want to on our anchor page, anchor.com forward slash queerlonging. And someone has been in touch with us, Lucy, um, recently. And we absolutely love it when you do. And and we want to read this message in full and then we'll um, cut to something else. So it reads, Hey, Olivia and Lucy. My name's Kay and I'm from the Gold Coast in Australia. My BFF Bob and I have listened to your podcast forever and I love you guys. He's gotten a job interstate. He's going to be leaving me and it's breaking my heart, but I'm obviously super happy for him. If you could do a quick shout out and wish him luck, that would mean the absolute world to me. Thank you guys for continuing to be such a light in my life. Keep up the good work. Aww. So nice. Um, Yeah, I mean, Bob, good luck in your new job, your new place, interstate, whatever that means. We don't know what that means here. That sounds that sounds so exotic. I think it means it's, it's far away. A different state, maybe. It's far um, away. Yeah, it's far away. Um, we hope that you thrive in your new place and you must have a very good friend in Kay who obviously loves you a lot and it's really lovely to be able to be part of that in any way. So yeah, good luck with your new bits. Yeah, and um, Kay has actually included a very sweet photograph in our DMs of her and her friend Bob who has now um, moved on to Pastures New. The thing is, geography means nothing and especially not to queer people. Did you see that article today? In um, It was doing the rounds on Twitter about some guy who flew like 657 billion thousand miles to see some girl that he like met on Tinder. Oh, Did really? you see that? No, I didn't, but it doesn't surprise and me. And they were like, and then everyone's been com- everyone's been subtweeting it being like minimal effort for lesbians. Ah! Um, because, you know, we always have girlfriends who live far away. It's a track history, isn't there? This yeah. is a thing. Um, so what I'm trying to say to you is, you know, geography is but a construct. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as long as you both have access to the internet, wherever you are, make a date every Wednesday, have a listen along. Let's just all get together and have a bit of queer longing love and I'm sure you know you'll be able to get together and see each other again very soon and so just want to send loads and loads of love but we also wanted to give Kay the chance to um, give a shout out to you herself Bob so this is a special message from her to you all the best of luck in your new job and love you so much 
Hey, Bob. It's a me, Mario. No, just kidding. It's Kay. Um, by the time this comes out to you, you will have been living your best negative one degree life in Canberra. It's probably my Pisces rising being mad sentimental, but I hopped onto her favorite potty to let you know that I miss you already. Oh God, I'm crying. Oh fuck. Um, sorry. <laughs> I miss you already and I'm already longing for another fabulous queer night with my dear, dear friend and your continuing stream of quality TikTok recommendations. And I'm living for you making those sweet, sweet government stacks because we've got to afford those bricks somehow. Um... <laughs> I wish you the very best of luck on your new opportunity, and please stay safe, and please stay warm. I love you so much. Bye. So now that we've cried our eyes out um, at Kay's very sweet message, back to business. Uh, Olivia, give us the lowdown. Have you read anything good on, uh, let's call it Queer Business Insider? <laughs> um, I have actually I read a very interesting article in the New Yorker um, I'll kind of set it up for you a little bit but then um, employ you to go and read it yourself and it's called The Joy and Precariousness of Gay Life Through the Eyes of Sunil Gupta um, so whether shooting couples in Britain or covert queer life in India the photographer found fine distinctions of identity so it writes Sunil Gupta was 16 years old when his family immigrated from Delhi to Montreal in 1969 I walked into a very thriving 60s counterculture he told me recently by Zoom from his London studio photographs of Gupta in the following years posing with his parents in a sports coat and sneakers or in a management class at Concordia University don't exactly radiate countercultural vibes but as Gupta's work from that time reveals Montreal in the early 1970s provided him a near utopian training for liberated life as a gay man the city offered an introduction to radical politics without the pain he said so there's some amazing imagery on there um from over the years and i live and long for archival gay um photography yes. lucy is gasping at the gorgeous sights that she can see in front of her hair some really really amazing um work spanning decades and i would employ you to go and find out about gupta find out about some of his work because it really is some very evocative um and beautiful work and representations of um, queer life from all walks of life. So I think you should go and read that and find out more because it's really, really good. Yeah, those some of those photos that you've just sort of scrolled past there, um, obviously this is an audio medium, um, are absolutely stunning. I love them so much. Uh, yeah, I will definitely be investigating further. Um, yeah, that is a great article. We will link that in the notes. I was also, so it's so funny, you know when, do you ever have it where you have like a conversation with someone about something so specific and then you see like an article written about it or that person yes. or, yeah, it happens to me all the time, yes. it's very weird. And the same thing happened because my friend, so my, me and my friend Kate always have discussions about like things that happened to us when we were younger, she's one of my oldest friends and we'll kind of sense check things with each other like, did we do that? Or right. did we imagine that? Or like, what was this? And so we had this conversation, I think you were there actually, where we had a long protracted debate about whether or not we went to see Shania Twain at Media City. Yes, you did. Um, you, you, were, you were both on either side. One of you, I can, you weren't, didn't remember it. I, did, I didn't did. remember it, Katie. Yeah. We've since found out that we didn't do that oh, you didn't. We, well, we don't think we did it but we can't we honestly don't know we honestly do not know but what we do know that we 100% did do very weird 
weird teenagers but we went to go and see at like 16 or 17 sandra bernhard oh and we went to see her at the opera house i believe when we were literally teenagers because i think like was she in like the l word or something that sounds about right i think she might have had a bit part in the l oh yes she was um she was jenny schecter's writing teacher yes she was and that was our introduction to her and she also played one of the first i think bisexual characters in roseanne um sort of in a mainstream series so um really like one of our first access points into um queer culture within like mainstream tv i guess and obviously you'll all know sandra bernhard from her role in pose more recently and it's a really great article um that sort of chronicles her trailblazing um, career and activism and um the history that she has um with being best mates with madonna and um you know just just a lot of kind of like retro it's a retrospective basically of of her life and career so far and what she did to kind of blaze that trail for queer people through the 80s 90s and noughties so if you're interested in that it's um, a guardian article it came out i think yesterday um you can go and find it we'll put it in the show notes but um it just reminded me of being 16 and going to that live performance and i think the artistry of it went over our heads somewhat because the prevailing thing that i remember from it is that she was talking about a lot of stuff that we didn't understand yeah and then at the end she came out with one of those like you know like like a marching drum where it's like a strap with the drums and it's like you hold it like in front of your Mm -hmm. stomach basically and do it so she goes off stage for ages and then comes back with this drum kit and starts performing Jesus Walks by Kanye West. Oh my God, iconic. Um, and I don't think we really like got that at the yeah. time. Yeah, you were just like, oh. Um, I don't even know if I get it now, to be honest, but um, maybe I would have got it now. It was a long time ago. But anyway, we had this very specific um, conversation about when we went to go and see Sandra Bernhard, another one of our like weird things we did as teenagers. And then literally that article showed up. It's probably just like Google stalking me, but still it's a very interesting article and you should read it if you like that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I do like a, a retrospective on, on a queer icon's life. So, you know, I will uh, absolutely be reading that. So those are the bits that I have read. What have you been watching recently, Lucy? I know I teed up something um, ahead of um, us getting into this section of the podcast. So not to be that person's, but can we refrain from any major spoilers? But I, I do want to have an introduction into White Lotus very much because it's, okay. it's all over It's all over the blogs. It, Everyone's talking about the it. The blogs are up in arms about White Lotus uh, and, you know, kind of quite right, rightly so. So yeah, um, I, I like saw about it on the blogs. I was like, I've got to watch this. This is like, you know, it's classic prestige telly. I mm-hmm can't miss prestige telly I, I must know about yeah. it ride that wave of the zeitgeist exactly and it is, it is very good like astonishingly good especially considering i read that uh, mike white who wrote and created it and directed it wrote it started writing it in august and they start and then they started filming in october which is astonishing considering how like good it is um, wow. for, for telly and drama um so uh yeah i mean i'm not i'm not gonna give me spoilers and i think we could have a good discussion about it once you've watched it so okay. i won't talk about it too much um but it's basically it's about a resort in hawaii and basically it follows like a bunch of the guests who come to this resort um and some and some of the staff at the, at the resort as well and it's just all about wealth power privilege race sex money like it is so good it has like all you can watch like, I, I, I won't say there's a bit of queerness which is you know great we love to be able to see it um there jennifer coolidge yeah just just peak peak herself and an absolute queer icon and i 
every time she's on screen it's hilarious like you just find yourself like shaking with laughter is it is it funny is it positioned as a funny show or is it like a drama is it dark what's the tone it's it's tonally like very um quite like uh, quite varied so there's a darkness to it definitely but it's quite funny i'd say it's it's like a comedy drama Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it is just so good. Yeah, Jennifer Coolidge. And the other, the other person I would shout out the most is the queer um, character in there, who is the resort manager, who is played by Murray Bartlett. And his performance is so good. Uh, and his like story is just like wild. It's all very wild. I think I described it to you. And I think this is like a good description of it as uh, big little lies on vacation, but like everyone's popped a molly. Yeah, okay. I'm reading it as like um, Succession meets Hotel Mm. Babylon meets Pose. I think that that is sort of there, but you just watch it and then we will discuss it afterwards because I think we'll have a good discussion of it. But I would implore anyone to watch it. It is uh, a lot of fun. Um, And like first episode, you're kind of like, okay, like set up and stuff. But then once you're two apps deep, you just want to know what happens. Um, So yeah, absolutely great telly. Very uh, pleased. And they're going to make a second season, um, but like based in another hotel. Oh, did you hear about Mary Town and there being a second season? No, I didn't. Is that, is that happening? Um, I I think it's highly likely from what I have read that it will be happening. So I don't know. I mean, we've talked about how this could play out and what the potential Mm. structure of that could be. And I imagine it would conform to that potential structure of like, you know, a different murder and, you know, whatever. A bit like The Sinner. But But like thematically uh, sort of like in its vibe the same. Yeah, I mean, the thing is though, and I find this a lot where like, I will just want to have more and more and more of something and then I will express that and then you'll be like, no, but that doesn't make sense to me for X, Y, and Z. And then I'll be like, yeah, it doesn't actually. You know what I mean? And because if I just like something, I'm like, well, therefore I should have more of that because I like that thing. Whereas you kind of have the, the restraint that I wish I had (laughs) to recognize that sometimes things should just be what they are. Yeah. And I feel like that having thought about it and from us having the conversations after absolute mare of East town fever. Yes. I will absolutely love and be excited for a second season because I just love that character. And I love that whole world that they created but does it need it probably not it absolutely doesn't um i will be intrigued what they do with it yeah i i I like you know love things and often you know i am a sucker for like if something's within a universe or something i love it like you know like it's nerdy but i love anything that's star wars you know like yeah and, and that in that kind of way but when it's something that's maybe a bit more like serious or um stand could be standalone i do i just get worried when there's too many of them yeah and i think that the the the, the quality won't yeah exactly you have the ability to kind of like look at something in the round and look at like the arc of something to be like does this make sense and is this for the best (laughs) whereas like i'll get there eventually but my initial thing is just to be like this was like like if it's like a, a bag of crisps like this is a delicious bag of crisps therefore i want another bag of crisps whereas you'd be like i've had that bag of crisps i really enjoyed it and that's the end of the crisps for a while yeah absolutely you know so that's the difference between me and you so i'm learning a lot is what i'm trying to say oh my god absolutely please sir can i have some more <laughs> So aside from White Lotus, uh, I have watched, so I spoke about this show on um, a, a few a few months ago. Um, it's called Generation. And it had like a series break and then it came back for the second half of the series. Is this the one that's like a little bit like Euphoria? Yeah. yeah. So it's like high school kids, they're all, they're all like the quit, that every box is ticked. Mm. Um, 
Uh, and actually, like, I think I said about the first half that it was like, yeah, it's good, but it's not like amazing. But this second half was so much better. It was like so good. Like, but they, they do tend to do this, this thing. They do a lot of, here's a thing that's happened and then flashback 12 hours ago. And then it's like the build up to it kind uh, of thing. Yeah. Or like, here's the thing that happened. Everyone's view, everyone's like perspective on it leading up to that point. You keep going back and seeing It's just person, kind of a way of bulking things out. Which is, well, well no, it's, it's, it's very effective like storytelling, but it's just that they do it a bit too much. Like maybe have one episode that's like that, but they have a few that are like that, but they don't, but not every episode is like that. So does that make sense? Like yeah. so it's sort of sporadic. Yeah. Um, I get if you would have one like that, or I get if your whole series is like that. Yeah. But it's a bit sort of like- All over the place. Hit and miss. Yeah. But it is very good. The character is very endearing. Like, it's very good high school. I like it. Um, it's very good at doing the right level of, like, how kids are of the internet and how kids are, like, know their shit now and stuff like that. Yeah, and there was a guest star spot from uh, Drag Queen Gigi off of uh, Drag Race, whenever that was, a thousand years ago. Oh, two years ago. Yeah. Because it was Gigi. And then she came top two and then Simone won the last yes. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, is that? No, it was. So um, yeah, it's very good. It's very queer. I would recommend it now more than I did before. I was surprised mm. by how it sort of picked up, but it is a bit sort of like form- formulaically a bit much. So yeah, but I've watched all that. I like rinsed it um, and it is very good. Yeah. Have you been watching anything? What have you been um, settling your eyes on? Well, um, due to looking for content that is no depression, I have found, as I'm sure most of you have, Cooking with Paris Hilton. It was recommended um, on numerous occasions over very little hours um, with our friend Jamie, who listened to the podcast. Hi, Jamie. He was very intent that we that we watch this. Yeah, it was almost like a public service public service announcement to be like have you watched it yet you need to watch it and so I was like right I will watch it and he was completely right and I watched the whole thing in one day I think there's only maybe like six episodes or something like that and it is no depression it is Paris Hilton at her absolute finest I've always been a huge fan of hers talked about her documentary that came out maybe about six months ago or or something Um, really enjoyed that enjoy is a weird word but um, I thought it was good and just absolutely loved this and it's a very simple concept she just has this like recipe book of just recipes that she's copied off the internet into a nice book and um, she (laughs) wants to learn how to cook some things that she hasn't cooked before and it is very very chaotic but most of the time it really does work out I mean she can she can she can turn her hand I mean she made like this very ostentatious looking flan that I did not think was going to work. Nice. And it and it worked. And she has um, esteemed guests such as um, Demi Lovato. Oh, um, And who else does she have? Um, she has loads of people. She has Kim K, you know, all the big hitters. She has a sister, a mom, all stuff like that. And um, she has like 1,000 like Diamante um, spatulas. She breaks um, a blender every single episode. She usually like sets fire to something. It's very just, you know, like like great british bake-off meets the simple life almost right yeah um it's perfect and um she can she can do no wrong in my eyes um absolutely sliving for cooking with paris hilton (laughs) yeah i am um i'm almost ashamed to say i haven't watched it yet Mm. um Mm. even had had some mates come around last weekend and they were like have you watched 
cooking with Paris Hilton, like some of Izzy and Adam's mates were like, oh no, we haven't. And I was like, oh, why have we not done that? And we love cooking shows, so like we should we should be watching it. But um, I will make sure to tune in. I think maybe the reason I haven't is because I'm worried it might be a bit chaotic uh, in its edit and therefore I won't like it. As you know, I am one to not like yeah yeah so um a bit cake wars yeah so i I think we've spoken about this on the on the podcast before that um our mutual friend who normally stay when we do things at the weekend she'll normally stay here yeah and then the next morning we do like a full day where we watch like very like rare dating shows dating shows very rare (laughs) cooking shows um on netflix or just like on the food network or something and we haven't done that in so long and it was really good she obviously stayed on Saturday and it was absolute chicken soup to my soul um and we watched this thing called like I think it was called cake squad or something like that with a you know you know milk bar in New York where they make the like cereal milk flavor ice cream well she's like the judge of it and then there are like five people in the squad and it's not even a competition at all but they just like make things because people want them and there's like no real reason why they're they're selected and it's no like oh reason to it. no it'll be like oh like this random woman's son is having a sixth birthday party he likes dragons make something it's very very weird it makes no sense really um i think um sophie was saying they've been trying to sort of capture the wholesomeness of bake-off yeah. but it, it's they just can't really like do that no. um so instead they just have no winners there's no competition and they just all like overzealously high-five each other it's a bit it's a bit strange but we did watch about 17 episodes of that oh god yeah um, i got i got a text from sophie being like oh like what are you up to and i was like i'm literally just trying to stay as still as possible and she said oh well, yeah yeah, we're just gonna watch watching cables or some some shit like that and i was like she was like come join if you want and i was like i, I cannot yeah like, it's really like the opposite of what i like like want to do when <laughs> i'm hanging like I, I i would love to be with all with you guys and stuff but i just there's something about that kind of like specifically stateside telly yeah that just sends me like it just makes me feel so like um existential about uh, how I'm spending my what I'm watch how I'm spending my time yeah I don't think that deeply when I've like had a big night out I'm just it's oh, do you know it's no I am pure like Nietzsche <laughs> on really? do you know there's an app to learn um about philosophy now it's like Duolingo but for philosophy yeah, right cool yeah um <laughs> they've made the way onto the app so it only took <laughs> 15 20 years um, shocking well there you go um something something to think about um yeah so did that and then the best part was is that laura brought around cookies that she had just made Ooh, yeah. at the time of the of the baking show so that was very nice um yeah so when i say i've been watching that i guess would i recommend it no but you know <laughs> it, it served its purpose for yeah. what it needed to serve and it was very nice to do a thing again that is specific to my life yeah no absolutely i i, I was very pleased that you guys were doing that um and, and i was pleased to not be there as well. <laughs> <laughs> So as well as you fundamentally not agreeing with um, these sort of overly stylized baking shows, um, which is your just perennial thing that you don't agree with, mm. um, is there anything else that you possibly don't agree with this week, Lucy? Because it's time for... I don't agree with it. Another week, another I don't agree with it. I've already done my I don't agree with it right up at the front, but it's time for yours. What don't you agree with this week? Right. So actually, this is beautiful, beautiful segue because it's about a cooking show. Oh. And can you believe I've not mentioned yet that... Master Chef Celebrity is back. And obviously, 
or celebrity master, however you say it. Um, I live, love, long for that. Our mm. household love that the most. Um, yeah, so very pleased it's back um, and agree with that a lot. And my sta- absolute standout from the first week of, of People was Duncan from Blue. Queer icon. Yes, Queer heard icon. that he was doing he was doing oh, this this year. And and was he was he doing it? He was doing it. He is such a like, I was like, I'm obsessed with you. He's like so fun, like great, just like says the funniest things, but maybe they're not always meant to be funny. And like just, and he's just like so into just doing it, which is so cute to like Aww. see. Yeah, it was really great. But what I don't agree with it is the fact that he got sent home. Really? Yeah. He got sent home and he was good. He is good. He should not have been sent home. It what was did he make? It was an absolute travesty. Well, so there was like a bunch of days of bits. Um, mm. I, I can't actually remember what he made in the last one, which did eventually send him home. But like, it just was, it was, it was, it's crim- it was criminal. And we were like, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. They're going to send him home. And we were like, criminal, criminal, criminal. Oh. And then this week, there was another great guy, Nabil Abu Rashid, who I'd not actually heard of, but he was, I think he was a comedian on uh, Britain's Got Talent. Um, and he, uh, actually, very funny. I loved, he was very like deadpan, very like, just saying very funny bits. But he also got sent home and he was our favourite as well. So I just don't agree with what they're deciding to do. So do they send two people each time? So no, like each week, there's like five of them, I think. And then they send one home right, right off the first day. And then they do more challenges over two more days. And then they send one more home. Okay. And and both of these got sent home as the second secondary one to not go through to the semi-finals or quarterfinals. Okay. But it's just wrong. They were the best ones. Oh, that's true. So, yeah. yeah. And, I was like, and they were the best telly as well. Like Duncan, stunning telly. So like, I don't know what, what they're thinking. Yeah, Duncan really is a vintage, isn't he? Yeah, so you don't, absolutely. You don't want to throw that away. Um, I was listening to Table Manners this morning and the final guest of this series was um, Munya Chihuahua. Oh, um, yeah. And I want they were talking about the fact that they were going to be in it. So I was going to ask you how they how they performed. Well, they left they left right at the they were the first to go in the first. They were uh, not not good. They were I'm not afraid. good. And also, in my opinion, very like trying too hard to be funny. Do oh, do no. the jokes, yeah. Because like I you know I support Munya um, uh, uh, and I think like does some good bits online. Like I get his his vibe. Yeah, but like specifically on this was very much like I need to obviously make a joke every time the camera is on me okay it's a bit much he was trying to nail his mark too much yeah I think so um but yeah but yeah went home um but yeah absolutely love it and I just yeah um seeing Duncan from Blue just reminded me how much um I don't know if I've ever said this on the pod um but (laughs) my grandparents used to think that I was like obsessed with Blue I mean I love Blue like the correct amount Mm, and I mm. but I love them more in my adult life than I did when I was younger yeah and every year they used to send us advent calendars to Malaysia which was stupid because they'd get them and they'd be melted like it was not okay. like it was a silly thing to yeah. do and would also probably be really expensive and take like yeah. a really long time it was, yeah it was a very but cute yeah um, and like but they would send them to us and I would always get a blue one a bl- like with blue right, one and it, right. was, and it was just like a whole thing in my family so then it became a thing that I had to have a blue <laughs> one um, which I to be honest like I would love now yeah I imagine unfortunately that, it doesn't exist yeah they're quite hard to find you maybe get one off like eBay for like 48 quid oh or God. something imagine the chocolate in that probably tastes exactly the same yeah probably probably <laughs> is un- untouched probably in better condition than it would have yeah. been shipped to Malaysia nicely aged yeah <laughs> um, yeah but that's why I don't agree with I'm just so far, I'm I'm not not on board with the decisions okay. they're making. Not to make this a humble brag, but I have told you this, and maybe I've spoken um, about it on the podcast before. But Duncan from Blue used to like um, live near where I went to school. So when I was in sixth form, we would go to this cafe called Taste, which is on like the main 
the main like road where all the bits were yeah. for when you could like drive or like walk out of school in sixth form so we used to always go there for a panini of course um, panini the absolute like most sixth form food of all time yeah so yeah <laughs> that or like um, a pasta pot from the from the canteen yes um yes. but if we were like really like feeling our oats we would go for a panini at, at taste oh, and just you know set the world to rights um and he would always always come into taste and he would always have like you know the 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 typical duncan shirt down open down to the you know midsection and um he also used to come and buy a lot of things in the john lewis that my friends worked in as well so he was um he was he was a local was duncan i don't know if he still lives around here but he might do i'm completely jealous that's amazing i'm gonna go hang out at taste get get a panini well taste isn't there anymore but i think something that like is similar to taste is there so there's paninis and duncan from blue i'll be all right yeah i think probably on that road you won't be able to move for paninis it's very panini heavy on the, on that on that road it knows its audience kind of you know middle class six formers and they yes. all want paninis and they want them now so um yeah check it out go and do a little go and do a little, do a recce. little recce yeah lovely stunning well now i feel bad because we're moving on to track of the week and my track of the week isn't a blue song so maybe I should rethink that. Mm. I'm going to make it, I can. I think, oh, you can make it, sorry seems to be the hardest word. <laughs> Doesn't it just, Duncan? I think you know all about that. Um, but what is your track of the week? Well, my track of the week, um, apropos of us going um, to Cruise Lol and out on the tiles for the first time in a long, long time, my track this week is Out Out by Charlie XCX and Sweetie. Um, because, you know, if it's going to have such lyrics as when I'm all alone on Saturday night, send me your location, the Uber's outside, who am I to deny that as my track of the week? Because the specificity and the vibe of the going outness that is intrinsic and inherent within the song really just, um, really just speaks to me um, after our, after our big night out of the weekend. Yeah, definitely. They have, uh, they have hit the nail on the head with like, uh, referencing all the the types of things of a night out in mm. that song, I agree. Um, and yeah, it's a it, yeah, it's a banger. Uh, Charlie XX, she loves to every now and then. She's just like, here's one, have one. Yeah, like, she's very on. very casual about she it. She is. I love that from her. Yeah, like, um, she was the she was a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars last week. Oh, okay. And um, they did a lip sync to Boom Clap. Oh, nice. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, what is your track of the week this week, Lucy? My track of the week comes from a band called Foxing, who are a band from the States. Um, and like, they, they used to be like a bit like experimental, a bit more emo-ish, um, but they've gone like dead poppy um, and just sort of like pop rocky, which I like, look, like, sue me. I, I a like pop, it. A pop rock lover lives here. Yeah, like, yeah. come on. Have I been to a Passion Pit concert? Yes, I have. Oh my God. I'm seeing so many memes about Passion Pit recently. And I think it's because just like the millennial algorithm is trolling me. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, very specific to like my sixth form experience. Let's yeah. just say oh, that. Definitely. And yeah. like yeah. any CD that was ever made for me by a former paramour <laughs> would contain paramour. Would contain paramour. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I... <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, if something's got a good beat and is fun and whatever, I'll like it. Like I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not precious. I like many things. Oh yeah, but, go um, for all seasons. Yeah. So on their new album, there's a bunch of good tracks, but the one that I'm gonna have my track of the week is called "If I Believed in Love." And I've, I know I've talked about this a million times on podcasts before, but one of my favorite things for a song to do is sort of like start off in one way and then get really hectic and loud and like shouty. And that this song does exactly that. Um, and I'm very, very into it. So that is my track of the week. Absolutely stunning. Thank you so much. 
So we just had a very quick chat off mic about how uh, pleased we are to be back in the same space together. And um, we really hope that uh, this audio experience has been nice, as nice for you as it has been for us. Um, and we long for the fact that hopefully it'll be more like this in the future. Can't say it will be every time because there is a convenience in a Zoom, but, mm, mm. <laughs> but we are very, very happy to be back in the same space. Uh, in other very exciting news at Queer Longing Towers, we are rapidly approaching our 100th episode. Yeah, this is episode 98, so not too many to go no, until the big day. And, um, you know, will it be in two weeks' time? Who knows? We can't say for sure. <laughs> two weeks, two months. Yeah. Yeah, but it will be an 100th episode and that is a very big birthday for our potty baby and we are very, very uh, pleased and proud. Um, We would love um, to hear from you if you would like to message us or send us a voice note on Anchor or via email or whatever. Um, Just, you know, if you're still listening at 100 episodes, if you started at episode 90, let us know what you think of the pod. Let us know what, what, um, you know, what your highlights have been, what, what maybe what you don't agree with. It'd be really fun to maybe for the 100th episode get some I don't agree with it from the crowd yeah. from the crowd from the crowd so that would, that would be, be great that would be great and yeah any bits that you particularly liked or would like to hear again we can um, include that in the 100th episode and we just want to just have a real sort of nerd fest about the fact that we have somehow by hook or by crook <laughs> managed to make that conversation that we had in home a couple of years ago where we drunkenly promised that we'd make a podcast together actually happen and 100 episodes later here we are well we we will be in two episodes so yeah if you have anything that you want to um say to us shout if, if you want to do a shout out for your mates or yeah, you know anything, anything. anything this podcast is um for you as much as it is for us so um whatever you kind of want to whatever you kind of want to use it for and however you want to celebrate the 100th episode with us then um please write to us through the usual channels because it would be so so great to hear you and also to hear your voice so if you do want to leave a voice note and you feel comfortable doing that then that would be amazing and if you um, can't be faffed with that then just um leave us like an mp3 on um, email that's fine too we can just drop it in so however you want to do it however you want to swing just a message absolutely fine we can read them out um, yeah yeah no we would be amazing to hear from you um and uh whilst we wait for all of those messages to come flocking i mean to our they surely have to well yeah i think they're, they're already coming and we haven't oh. released this yeah my, is, my laptop's pretty... dying we need to oh, go okay we gotta go um we'll be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next week bye <laughs> like nerdiness unlocked yeah my god (laughs) just a couple of dorks oh i love that so much yeah it was good so much better now do i just press the space bar i'm scared yeah